Hey friends, I'm Ashley. Hey you guys, I'm Lainey. And this is Haunted Real Estate. Hello there, Lainey. How are you? I am great. How are you? Good. It's been a couple of weeks. It has been. It's weird when we go that long without recording. I know. I feel like the last couple of weeks was a fog because I was sick for a week and a half. Yeah, I was and sick like, for... Uh, coming up to it, I just felt like crap, so... I know. And like your voice is gross and then you have the lingering cough. Like I was sick for two weeks and then you were sick for like 10 days to two weeks. Yeah. It was horrible. And like at, for at least 10 of the days I was sick, like I could not research. Like I just felt dead. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had COVID, but yeah, I, did. I didn't get a test. So I did do a COVID test on myself and I did not have COVID. So I don't know what I had. Okay. But me and the kids obviously were, uh, were pretty down for the count. Yeah. Super annoying. I hate that. So anyway, we are here again, hopefully, um, staying healthy. And we, we generally are. That I felt like mad at my immune system because I got sick twice last year, once in August and then once in December. And so I felt really angry at my body. Like you've betrayed me. <laughs> and I wonder if it had to do with like, I was in the classroom for 11 years. Like, mm-hmm. did I build up a really good immune system and then left the classroom and now my immune system's not being exposed to as much. So now I'm just like, you know, a coddled little baby. Or maybe you're just older. Shut up. <laughs> no, that's a- absolutely not it. You've gotten really into teas as well. Maybe that was a, a change for you. It's, it's, I feel it's, like that should be helping me. Well, I know, but it's, it's still a change. Like you're, you've got so much herbs in your body. Is Maybe it's recycling and from here on out, you'll be well and good. <laughs> I hope so. Because I did, I had a lot of tea on those days and I was really mad at myself because Casey was sick a couple weeks before any of us were. So I don't think that was the same thing. And me and the kids were drinking a lot of tea and doing all of our herbal stuff and then we were fine. So I was like, ah, my herbs worked. But then we got sick with something else. And then Casey didn't get sick. Yeah. It was just me and the kids. So I don't know. And ours lasted a lot longer than his because his was like three or four days and all of us, we were at least 10 days. Yeah. That was super annoying. So real quick, we wanted to... To say thank you to you guys for your support and please keep sending us episode ideas. We love hearing from you guys um, and we have received episode suggestions. So those are on the docket and those are coming up very soon. So thank you guys. Keep doing that. So I was feeling a Jamaican vibe this week. So I went looking for a property and came across this one that has a long history. Uh, the story itself is not particularly long, but um, it's an old property with a good amount of history. And you know, I love a good historical property. So this story is of Rose Hall in Jamaica. And Jamaica, of course, is on my never-ending list of places that I need to go. I'm so excited. Yeah, this... The, I thought it was a fun one and I, it just really got me, it got me in the mood and actually one got of- Got you in the mood for what? Just, it like got me excited for like Jamaica. <laughs> got you in the mood. But I actually, I had um, 
one of my real estate friends, Rachel, uh, she got me for Christmas, she's Haitian and she got me some Haitian rum. And so I know Haiti is not Jamaica, but there are similarities. And so I was like, I made myself a little rum drink as I was like doing some research to like, you know, get in the mood. Um, But there is a little bit of Haiti in here too. So today's story before we get into it is shrouded in mystery and legend. So many parts are true and many could have easily been embellished over the years. Okay. Uh, Many people believe the bulk of this story to be true and Jamaican children often take field trips to Rose Hall where they are told the story that I'm going to give you today of the infamous Wicked Witch of Rose Hall. So here we go. Uh, Before we get into the story, let's lay out the landscape in Jamaica. So because I didn't know a lot of Jamaican history, obviously y'all might not know a lot of Jamaican history either. The first thing that comes to mind for me with Jamaica is really early settlement and Christopher Columbus and slavery. So I really wanted to do research before because I don't want that to be like the basis of all I know about Jamaica. Yeah. And I wanted to paint more of like a more fair, accurate picture before we lead up to this. So May 5th, 1494, Christopher Columbus, who was just in our Bermuda episode. Yeah, he was. 1494, Christopher Columbus was on his second voyage to the West Indies. He came upon the region that was called Shimaka, which is today Jamaica. Mm -hmm. It was called Shimaka by Cubans. So they had called it Land of Blessed Gold. Obviously, that sounded good to Jamaica, except (laughs) there actually was not any gold found in Jamaica or Shimaka. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Right. It's a little misleading. Uh, So those inhabiting the land at the time were the Arawaks. So as is with much of the history in the Americas, Columbus went... The Arawak were less than thrilled to see these newcomers. Uh, Columbus sent dogs to attack and then his men. Oh, wow. He just killed them? Yeah. It's the sad story of the Europeans coming over. I like how you're going for a sip of your beer now. <laughs> you're holding a Red Bull in one hand and now you just grab your beer for the... Okay, it's kill, that time now. the Jamaicans. <laughs> All right, I'm going for it. Well, they weren't... I mean, they weren't the Jamaicans as we know today. They were the Arawak, but that's not to discount that there's a lot of douchey things that happen. Got it. Um, so Columbus claimed the land, kind of why a lot of people no longer like Columbus or even call it Columbus Day anymore. It's now celebrated to a lot of people as Indigenous people. People's Day because we know Columbus to have done some really unsavory things when he came and claimed land, yeah. um, to put it lightly. It was a little bit savage. Yes. So Columbus claimed the land in the name of Spain. It didn't take too much time before the Spanish killed off the Arawaks between violence and diseases that Europeans brought over. Mm-hmm. So for a while, Jamaica had a few Spanish living there and it was used primarily as a base for supplies like food, weapons, and horses. 1509, the Spanish began to settle the island more, and then they ended up having a governor, Juan de Esquivel. The Spanish weren't doing so great on the island. There weren't many that lived there. They weren't receiving a lot of support from the government, and then they were being attacked by pirates pretty often. Pirates? Yeah. Interesting. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. I love it. So that's about how it went for about 155 years. May 1655, the Spanish surrendered Jamaica to the English in an attack and fled to Cuba. So the Spanish were out and the English were in. So this is where the English settled and set up their buccaneering base at Point Royal or Point Royal. 
Port Royal. I was about to say, what's Point? Point Royal. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. So there's another accent that lives deep inside of me. I know, and it comes out sometimes. So they brought in their gold, silver, and precious gems here to Point. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't with myself into the port. After ten years of the English coming, Port Royal went from. I feel like I need to call it Port Royal because I feel like that's what a lot of people called it. That yeah, that sounds good. Uh, went from being an insignificant town to then becoming one of the wealthiest and wickedest cities in the world. And that's a quote. Oh, I like that. I uh, mean, I don't, but, but well, wealthy and wicked. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You want to know more about it at the very least. Yeah. Port Royal went to be an important area until June 7th, 1692, when it experienced a violent earthquake. At that point, most everyone relocated, most mostly really abandoning the area until it became a naval base in the 18th century. So English settlers went on to grow tobacco, indigo, cocoa, and then sugar became the main crop in Jamaica. So between 1673 and 1739, Jamaica went from 57 sugar estates to 430. Oh, dang. Unfortunately, sugar plantations are heavily associated with slavery. Mm -hmm. And for good reason, because slaves are the primary labor that was being used. So more and more slaves were brought to Jamaica and sold to planters. So this is where our story begins here in 1746. So that's what's going on in Jamaica. So it was 1746 when an Englishman named Henry Fanning purchased 290 acre plot of land to cultivate on Montego Bay. So this property is beautiful. Um, You can see out to the Caribbean and hills for miles, especially like if you're at the second story of what will be uh, Rose Hall Mansion, you're looking out at the ocean on one side and then beautiful hills on the other. That sounds fantastic. It's very pretty. Um, So the property was primarily used to cultivate sugar since that was the biggest money-making commodity on the island. Henry wanted nothing more than to settle down with a bride and build a beautiful home on his property. And he started doing just that. Uh, The following year, 1747, Henry married Rosa Kelly. Unfortunately, Henry would only survive a few months after the marriage, so he never saw his dream home come to completion that he wanted to build on this land. So he left everything to his 24-year-old bride in his will. 24 years old. Right. Exactly. So three years later, later, <laughs> what is wrong with me? The point and later? Oh my God. I don't, I don't know. So Sorry. This is not even Jamaican. So I don't know what to do. I know. Don't even get me started with a Jamaican accent because it's one of those accents I'm not good at doing, but it'll come out in lieu of another accent that I'm trying to do. It's, I, I'm terrible at trying to do accents. <laughs> yeah. So three years later, Rosa remarried George Ash. He was also a wealthy landowner. Rosa wanted to fulfill her husband's, her first husband's wishes and continue having the mansion built that would be Rose Hall. Only two years into the marriage, George Ash succumbed to one of the many diseases running rampant on the island, which was likely smallpox, cholera, or scarlet fever. So he probably died of one of those things. Okay. But he did see the home completed before his death. So the mansion ended up a Georgian Greco-Roman style architecture. Oh, repeat that? Georgian Greco-Roman style architecture. I would just look it up. Yeah. But I would imagine like the the columns. And, yeah, and, no, and, I get I get the Roman aspect. I'm trying to Georgian, I, you know, I'll look it up. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Rosa, only about 27 at this point, still had a life ahead of her. And she had now lost two husbands at this point. She's like, sorry, I keep interrupting you. She's 20, she's 30 now? No, now she's 27. She was 24 when the first husband died. But then three years later, she remarried? Uh, Yes, but how long? Oh, and only two years into the marriage. Yeah, so maybe she's like 29. Okay. Yeah, so Rosa, probably about 29 at this point. Still, still- younger than me and two husbands. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She ends up remarrying a year after George passed away to her third husband. Three husbands younger than me. (laughs) Great. Don't don't try to compare yourself. Okay, back then you had to get married. I mean, you were basically like nothing if you didn't have a husband. I know. So her third husband was Norwood Witter. And I'm sorry, but this name is as douchey as he was. A a, a Norwood Witter. (laughs) Yes. Uh, He was quick to spend her money and leave her with a lot of debt before he also died in 1767. But they were actually married for about 15 years. 15 unhappy years of him just spending her money and being a total douche. That Norwood Witter. Uh, So not willing to live a single life at all, apparently. Rosa did remarry her fourth and final husband. Oh, good. The final. Yes. (laughs) And she married him about a year after Norwood died in 1768. So Rosa married John Palmer. He was conveniently the neighboring landowner. Okay. So they merged their plantations together, creating what I'm calling a super plantation. Mm -hmm. Literally a word I made up, but it was pretty massive. They joined together their property, which does include slaves, which ended up totaling about 300 slaves at this point. Were they like nice slave owners at least or... Were they? I that for them, I don't know, and it. I hate saying nice. I, I know because you I know this. Too. This argument comes up all the time with George Washington because he was a slave owner, but then it was like, but he was nicer to his slaves. You're still treating people as property, and so it's yeah, like, yeah. it's so I, controversial. I get that. I guess my question is: Are are they treated like humans, and I don't know, at least respected in some way? There, I, I didn't find anything to say that they were like especially bad people. Okay. Um, John and Rosa are pretty normal people by all accounts. Yeah. So again, by all accounts, John and Rosa were happy together until she died in 1790. So they had 22 happy years together. John died about seven years after her in 1797, and everything was left to their two sons, including Rose Hall. So after their deaths... Wait, so she had two sons with the fourth husband? Uh, No, he had two sons. Oh, okay, okay. So everything was left to them because he was the last to die, and then he left everything to his two sons. The sons died in 1818, and neither of them had any children or sons anyway. They both died in 1818? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't know that story. I, I don't even think they lived in Jamaica. I think they were still in England or something. Okay. So, because they didn't have any sons, the last heir was the great nephew to John Palmer, John Rose Palmer. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, like Rose's original husband, Henry Fanning, John Rose Palmer, hereby known as John Rose, just to try and not keep it too confusing, Okay. wanted to settle down and get married and just live a peaceful life. He just wanted to vibe out in his inherited land. In 1820, he met his soon-to-be not-so-peaceful wife, Annie Patterson. She is who our story primarily is centered around, so let's talk 
talk a little bit about this chick. She sounds like a bitch. She is. Okay, I knew it. And, <laughs> Annie Patterson uh, was of Irish descent, um, and information was conflicting, so we think she was born in the UK in 1802. By 1812, uh, her and her family were living in Haiti, trying to take advantage of all the economic opportunities going on in the Americas. Unfortunately, This move proved to be fatal to both of her parents who died of yellow fever only about one to two years after moving to Haiti. So since there wasn't any family in Haiti, this left Annie with her nanny as her primary caregiver. Okay. Her nanny was a Haitian woman who was secretly a voodoo priestess. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Her nanny taught her all about witchcraft, voodoo, and how to seduce men, which apparently is a necessary skill for women in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. By 1820, her nanny passed away. So Haiti was not the safest place to be for a white woman, but really any of the white inhabitants of Haiti. There were a lot of slave revolts against plantation owners and just constant turmoil. So Annie decided to move to Jamaica, looking for both safety and a better opportunity. That opportunity hopefully being that she would find a rich husband and gain wealth and status because that's really what her parents wanted to do and that's kind of all that was in her mind. Like, probably didn't even care who she married. She just wanted wealth and status. So once she got to Jamaica, she set her sights on the man with the largest plantation, John Rose Palmer. Lovely. Now the legend says that she used her seduction voodoo spells on John Rose to get him to marry her. Oh, God. But whatever really happened, she he did become completely infatuated with her. They married, and John Rose really hoped to have a happy life with her. Soon after she moved into Rose Hall, she became known as the White Witch of Rose Hall. Oh, God. <laughs> but White Witch, I feel like, has a positive connotation. And to me, she's more of the Wicked Witch of Rose Hall. So you be the judge at the end. But a yeah. lot of people called her the White Witch of Rose Hall, which I guess to them was just the witch. She's just white. <laughs> I don't, I guess I don't think that's how they meant it, but maybe they did. They they could have meant she was white and obviously there's a large black population that, yeah, I don't know. So John and Annie were married. Annie wasn't really like wife material in the sense that she had little loyalty to her husband. By what do you mean? (laughs) Uh, Within a few months of their wedding, she was pretty bored of John Rose. And to to, to be fair here, John may have not been the best husband. I'm not inside of this marriage. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. So it could have been both of them, but we do know that she was often unfaithful to John. Okay. So he was mean to her, but was he mean to her because she was unfaithful or was she unfaithful because he was mean to her? We don't really know. But Annie Palmer had several lovers uh, and many of them were actually slaves. Okay. Which I'm sure did not sit well with John Rose Palmer. Yeah. At the peak of the plantation, they had 2,000 slaves. So that's a lot of men walking around that your wife is potentially having an affair with. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, And several lovers. Exactly, multiple lovers. So Annie and Johnny's, uh, Johnny, I made that up. I don't know if anybody ever called him Johnny. Johnny Oh my God, that's why I did that. Johnny Rose, that's (laughs) hilarious. Shit's Creek. Okay, so Annie and Johnny's relationship grew more strained. One day, Johnny walked, Oh my God, what is wrong with me? John, John walked in on her with one of the male slaves. And that was the cherry on the cake for John. He was fed up. So right here, we don't know exactly what happened, but we know the end result. The next day, John Rose died of poisoning, likely at the hand of his wife. Supposedly, she had poisoned his morning coffee. Okay. Way um, to go, Moira Rose. <laughs> don't, don't compare to Moira. Moira did try to kill Johnny. I know. 
They were in love. Um, so we can only speculate that he could have beat her, which isn't unfounded, or he tried to end their relationship. Maybe he said that they should part ways. Probably she was not going to get anything in the end, but something pissed her off enough to lead her to killing her husband. So it's like definite she killed her husband? I no mean, other theories. He- heavy speculation that, yeah. that he killed her. I, and I haven't said it yet, but she's pretty horrible to the slave. So it's not like she's having an affair and she's kind to them. Like she's, she's a pretty heinous person. So she's just fucking so, them and then being a bitch. Yeah. Right. And I'll, I'll talk about some of the things that, that <laughs> right. she does, but it's, it's not likely that a slave would have poisoned. I mean, it could have, but it's not likely that a slave or something would have poisoned him to like avenge her or help her. Yeah. Um, because she's not, she's not nice to anybody. Fun. So life went on in the plantation and the Palmer fortune went to Annie. This was another voodoo speculation that she was able to get through this entire situation without any sort of punishment and then left all of his money without any questions. So after John Rose Palmer passed away, Annie was a pretty powerful woman. She had this massive plantation at her full control. And this is when her reign of terror really began. And all the while she continued seducing men. She kept taking uh, her slaves as lovers. And when she was tired or bored of them, she had them killed. Oh, wow. After the death of John, she seemed to grow angrier and took it out on the enslaved population on the land. She set bear traps around the property to keep them from escaping. And they actually still have some, there's a museum that they now have that's like in the kind of basement area. It's actually the former slave quarters. There's a museum in the basement? Yeah, of the property today. Like that, yeah, where they house like all the things that have been found. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there were bear traps that they had found that are now like rusty and old, but that she kept on the property. That's Uh, fucked up. So there are stories that she would make her slaves whistle while they were in the kitchen so that she knew that they weren't eating any of the food. I need you to whistle while you work. Yeah. Is that Snow White? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I I, I had to think about that. I was like, uh, why am I imagining dwarves singing this? Yeah. So she wanted to make sure that they weren't eating the food. So she'd make them whistle because you can't whistle with your mouth full. So if they were caught eating, she supposedly had their heads cut off. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. So there were even rumors that she used black magic on her slaves. So this is where she earned the nickname White Witch of Rose Hall by her slaves. So again, I don't even like that she gets to be called a white witch because I think she's wicked, but whatever. It could be because she was white. Who knows? I don't know what that meant. I think it's because she was white. Fine. But that gets used now as like a good witch. Like a black witch is a bad witch and a white witch is a good witch. It has nothing to do with I don't, your I don't race. I don't see it that way. I don't know. And that's how it usually is. Even an outlander, Blair's called a white witch, which is a witch that doesn't use dark magic. Is Outlander your only no. thing? No, no, no. <laughs> but that was the first thing that came to my mind because it's like more recent in my mind. All right. So anyway, there were many rumors that started going around about her and her relationships with many men, especially her slaves and her mistreatment towards them. So at this point, Annie decides that she's going to remarry to put some of these rumors to rest about her. So we don't know much about Annie's second or third husband, but she did kill both of them as well. So according to the legend, she strangled one and stabbed the other many times over in bed. And I watched like a video tour that they gave of the house and they were talking about the story of Annie. Mm -hmm. And not only did she stab one of her husbands, but she also poured boiling water down his ears. One of her husbands? Yeah, one of the two, one of the two husbands after John Rose. Gotcha. Boiling water down the ears. Yeah. Um, supposedly to make, I and I have no idea, okay, this is, I have no medical knowledge whatsoever, but supposedly to like make his brain explode. Oh, I mean, I could see why you would think that. 
100 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So pretty savage if that's the case. Yeah. And the other husband that she strangled was done by the help of one of her slave lovers, Taku. So then her slaves would take the bodies of her husbands and bury them on the property. So Annie sets her eyes on husband number four, Robert Rutherford. Oh, uh, sorry. Are you thinking about Robert Redford right now? Oh, yes. Wait. Rutherford? Are you wow. thinking of Rutherford B. Hayes, no. the president? <laughs> no. I guess I'm thinking of Robert Redford. Okay. But... Unrelated whatsoever. I know. Rutherford, however, had no interest in Annie. He did like Taku's either granddaughter or niece. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking of someone from Vistage, like my old business group. Oh. It was Robert Rutherford. That's hilarious. That is really funny. Did you want to be name dropped just now? Uh, sorry, Robert. That's funny. Uh, So uh, reports are conflicting there. Uh, Annie being Annie was going to make sure that there was no competition in her way. Uh, She was going to perform voodoo that would torment the girl until she died. So this is where Annie Annie went too far. Remember, Taku was one of her lovers. And I I have no idea if he had any warm feelings for Annie whatsoever. But he definitely cared about his granddaughter or niece, depending on whatever that relation was. He cared about her more? Definitely. Yeah, his granddaughter, niece, uh, his relative. So he wasn't going to let Annie do anything to her. So Taku, enraged at how far Annie was willing to go to get what she wanted, he strangled her to death. Good for Taku. So several slaves came together to take her body and bury her in a deep pit on the estate. So Taku supposedly cast a spell over her grave to prevent her spirit from being able to harm anyone on the property. But that ritual may not have worked because Annie does roam the property. Okay. So according to the tour guides, Annie's ghost does roam the property. One servant even died after falling from Annie's balcony or it was believed she was pushed. Annie's death coincided with major slave revolts that were going on in Jamaica in 1831. At the time, there were 700 great houses, and that's what they call the plantations there, great houses. Mm-hmm. Now, today, from 700, there are only 15. Many of the homes were burned during slave uprisings, but according to the legend, the Palmer slaves did not want to burn Rose Hall in fear that it would release Annie Palmer's ghost. Wow. So, the home went into disrepair from 1831 to 1960, so 130 years. It just sat there, sat there yeah. falling apart. Uh, when it was purchased, it ended up being purchased in 1960 by John and Michelle Rollins, and they spent two million dollars renovating the property and like i said it's beautiful overlooking the caribbean um i think john rollins has passed away now um michelle might still be alive okay I think as of 2018, she was alive, so I don't know how current that is. So while this is a lot of folklore, Rose Hall is one of the biggest tourist attractions in Jamaica. Uh, Johnny Cash even wrote a ballad about Annie Palmer. Oh, what was the ballad? I don't want to sing it. (laughs) I want you to sing it. I definitely don't want (laughs) to sing it, but I'll give you some lines. So this is just a little bit of The Ballad of Annie Palmer by Johnny Cash. Called Rose Hall Plantation. Grew a lot of sugar cane and tomatoes and things at Rose Hall now. It used to be just a sugar cane plantation back in the days of slavery. Is this a song? And they tell stories no. about the place and about the great house at Rose Hall <laughs> that many, many years ago there came from the country of Haiti a 
a lady named Annie Palmer who lived in that great house there. And she was the mistress of the plantation. She was the boss. Her word was law. Okay, that's all I'm going to play because I don't want to get in trouble. But go check out the ballad of Annie Palmer because uh, Johnny Cash was inspired by that story and of the property. So that is the story of Rose Hall. I don't have a whole lot of haunting things. They don't live on the property, but they do tours of the property. And like I said, it's the biggest attraction or one of the biggest attractions in Jamaica and one of the few great houses that are still standing. Um, so you can go there and take it all in. I watched a whole like tour of the house. It's extremely creaky. Like walking around, all I could hear were the creaks of the floor. But I'm like, oh my gosh, like this house is hella old. Yeah. <laughs> it's so creaky. But Annie's room is the red room. And I, we should have pictures of that on Instagram, but it's, it's, it's creepy. So let's go through our arbitrary anecdotes. Okay. So Jamaica was the first country in the Western world to build a railroad. Uh, and this was only 18 years after Britain built their railroad. Okay. By the way, these fun facts come to you today by Jamaicans.com. Jamaicans.com. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, 1972, the mongoose was introduced to Jamaica since rats were such an issue on the plantations. But the side effect of bringing in the mongoose was ridding the area of snakes. So there are actually very few snakes in Jamaica and supposedly none of the the native snakes that are there are even venomous. Oh, cool. So those of you that fear snakes, uh, maybe Jamaica is the place for you. This may come as no surprise, but the national drink of Jamaica is rum. Nice. Uh, Jamaica is also has the most... Most rum bars per square mile in the world, which I guess makes sense if that is your national drink. Yeah. Uh, what is our national drink? I have no idea. I would say beer. Like in America or in Texas? Both. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Yeah. What is our national drink? Um, national drink in America. That would be really cool if it was an old fashioned. Oh, I would be down for that. Not far from it. It is whiskey. Nice. Is that Bur- Texas or? Bourbon whiskey from Kentucky. Oh, yeah. It was proclaimed the U.S. national spirit by an act of Congress in 1964, yes. according to Wikipedia. Yes. <laughs> And I found this super interesting. Uh, When the Spanish left Jamaica after the English took over, those slaves of the Spanish fled to the mountains because they were, they were freed by the Spanish because they just dipped so fast. They were like, you're freed by. So those slaves of the Spanish fled to the mountains and their descendants became known as the Maroons. Maroons are some of the fastest runners in the world, which is fascinating seeing as they were the first ones connected with having run away from their masters. And according Mm -hmm. to the website, they also hold special genetics that aid in their running. Interesting. And the original inhabitants of Jamaica grew corn and yams. Even though it's famous for cultivating sugarcane, bananas, and mango, it's famous for cultivating sugarcane, bananas, and mangoes. None of those actually originally grew there. Interesting. So hopefully you found the infamous Jamaican legend as interesting as I did. Um, I had fun researching it. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Um, If you've ever been to Rose Hall, let us know. We'd love to hear about your experience. If you haven't, go follow us on Instagram at haunted.real.estate. And please, if you could rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform, we would really, really appreciate it. If you're feeling so generous, our Venmo is at hauntedre. Make sure to leave us a property in the comments or tell us where you're from and we will find a property. And if you would just like to send us a recommendation or an interesting real estate story, maybe something weird happened to you, in your transaction or whatever. You can email us at hauntedrepod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you were looking for
Burn agent in the Houston market, give myself or Casey, my husband and partner, a try. We'd be honored to assist you. Still go ahead and email us at hauntedrepod at gmail.com and we'll get you to the right place. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye.